Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The producers of this podcast recognize the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. I'm someone who deals really well with work pressure. It's other pressure that tends to get get the better of me. It's, you know, social pressure or health pressures. In my case, I, I live with a series of disabilities and chronic diseases and um, managing that tends to be where I feel out of control. For me, work is actually a happy place. Jamila Rizvi is described as an author and political commentator, which is accurate, I guess, but it's also woefully inadequate. Jamila is the most purposeful person I've ever met. She has more forward momentum than a runaway train. While still at university, Jamila was working in the Prime Minister's media unit. At just 25, she became the Chief of Staff for Federal Minister Kate Ellis. After that, she became the editor of Mamma Mia. It seemed like there was nothing that could stop Jamila as she rose through the media and publishing worlds, barely pausing to get married or give birth to her son, Rafi. But then, in late 2017, Jamila googled some weird symptoms she was experiencing and her life changed forever. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Jamila Rizvi's most recent books are Untold Resilience, a collection of stories about older women, and I'm a Hero Too, a book for children. The period of my life in which my mental health has been the trickiest to manage was after I uh, received a brain tumour diagnosis about three years ago. It came completely out of nowhere. I had barely any symptoms and certainly none of the traditional symptoms of a brain tumour, so it was genuinely shocking. And uh, look, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't think there's a, there's no way to over-exaggerate how hard it was. I completely fell apart. I think I, I was almost dissociating from, from the world for periods of time. I, I became completely, completely convinced 
that I was going to die in that in that first brain surgery, and I I don't think, I don't quite have the words for it yet. I think clinically for what I was going through, but I it was a crippling fear and a fear that I felt was completely inescapable, and it was the first time in my life I've had intrusive thoughts that were so permanent that I felt like I could never escape them even for a couple of minutes. The only relief I had during that period was sleep. That was the only time. I'm in a much better place. For, for me, that was a really intense but relatively short <laughs> or at least contained period of time. It was, a, you know, it was about two and a half months uh, between diagnosis and brain surgery. And uh, not long after that first brain surgery, I did start to feel better. I think because I felt like I was in control. I, I'm a massive control freak and I'm someone who likes to feel like I'm in control of the world around me and what's happening. And, you know, giving yourself over to surgery for serious illness is the ultimate relinquishing of control. And for me, I, I almost felt better by the fact I'd done it. I felt like I've had brain surgery, I've lived through it, and I could do it again if I needed to, even though all I had to do was be asleep and everyone else was in charge and it had nothing to do with me. But I did have a sense of, well, I've done that, that now. I know how to do it and I could do it again if I had to. I have a lot of people contact me on social media because I've been quite public about being unwell and it is an incredible privilege to have people who are seriously ill, particularly brain tumour patients, reach out to me and ask for help. I don't have any medical expertise whatsoever, but I do have the experience of having been exactly where they are and being scared to your core, scared so you feel it in your bones. Um, and the one thing that helped me and that may or may not help others was that I used to remind myself that this was always going to happen to me. I was, I was born with, with this thing that would one day hurt me. It was There was nothing I could have done to have prevented it. And had I been alive during almost any other period of history, I wouldn't have been in such a good position that there has never been a better time or a better place here in Australia in the history of humanity to be sick. Um, Australia has world-class doctors and outstanding hospitals and Medicare to act as a safety net so we don't have to work three jobs for 10 years to pay off the bills. And I would remind myself of that every single day, that they they knew what they were doing. Um, and that in the same way, I get up every morning and I work on my book. And some days it's okay, some days it's not so okay, but I show up and I do it every day. I don't forget how to open my laptop and start typing. That surgery is complex and difficult and dangerous, but for those doctors and nurses and amazing medical staff, that's their every day. That's normal to them, as abnormal as it is to the rest of us. I'm someone who deals really well with work pressure. It's other pressure that tends to get, get the better of me. It's, you know, social pressure or health pressures. In my case, I, I live with a series of disabilities and chronic diseases and um, managing that tends to be where I feel out of control. For me, work is actually a happy place and that is a really fortunate position to be in because I love what I do. I mostly work for myself and I'm quite flexible and I think having that control, that creative control is really good for me. But I did find during a lot of the past 12 months, I could only be productive 
on certain projects and there were points I just had to set things aside. I'm working on a on a book at the moment that is around mental health and physical health and the intersection of the two. And in order to write that, I had to take myself to some pretty difficult periods of my own life. And I found over the last 12 months, I just didn't want to do that. I just didn't want to go back there because I didn't want to feel the things I had to feel in order to write it well. And I had to make a choice somewhere through the middle of 2020 where I just went, you know, not this year. That, that project's going to get done, but it is just not right for me at the moment. I needed to wait and give myself time and space to feel more comfortable again, to be sad, I suppose. I almost needed to free myself of the immediate sadness of the pandemic and the day-to-day impact on my life before I could take myself to a sad place for other reasons. And for me, that's meant waiting until the calendar switched over to 2021. For some reason, that felt symbolic, even though, of course, there are people all over the world still doing it incredibly tough and countries, including South Africa and the United Kingdom and others, where the virus is running rife. But for me, having that immediacy of some sense of normality uh, here in Australia meant that I was able to go, okay, new year, new direction, new set of opportunities. Um, And I didn't put too much pressure on myself. I sort of gave myself that renewal message. But at the same time, I've had a couple of weeks where no words have come out of me. Well, no good ones. (laughs) And that's okay. That's how it is sometimes. I concentrate on what I can do for other people when I am struggling. And that sounds so Pollyanna and like, how can I give back to the world when things are hard? That's not what I mean. I'm giving back to the world because I know it'll help me. Um, I know that by investing in the people around me and focusing on the things I can do and the things I can control, which include baking for the neighbours or looking out for someone who doesn't have someone to go to the grocery store for them or calling my mates and checking in on them or playing with my kid to distract him from the fact that he can't go to school and he can't hang out with his buddies, that that is actually a really important form of self-care, that caring for others is something that makes me feel better. And cooking is a really big form of self-care. I'm someone who um, loves to cook, loves to bake, and will happily spend all day doing those two things. And I don't find them stressful. I find that my mind goes to a really clear, almost empty, happy space. So it's, I know it's not meditative, but that's how it feels to me. I was working on a book while we were here in, in lockdown and we interviewed 18 extraordinary Australian women, mostly aged in their 80s and 90s. And they had all lived through pandemics or world wars or periods of enormous global turmoil and upheaval before and we got advice for them we got them to reflect we got them to tell us stories and and I spent hours of lockdown interviewing them and I spoke to two in particular who have stuck with me a woman called Colleen Hickman who's 86 and Val Riley who is also 86 and they lived through diphtheria and Colleen actually contracted diphtheria as a child and Val was a tuberculosis nurse and lived through the polio epidemic as well. And both lived through World War II and both said, this is harder. And so I think a lot of us are telling ourselves that 
you know, people have been through extraordinarily hard things before and we should be grateful for what we have. And actually, it's not that bad. But of course, being on the front line or on a battlefield or whatever it might be is worse than what the average Australian has gone through. But to go through something like this alone, to go through something like this and be told, don't see your friends, don't see your family, don't have the normal connection that you normally would, not have that camaraderie of neighbourhood and community while you're going through hell, I think that is different. And, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that what we've gone through is a trauma and it is really hard. And these extraordinary women who've lived through serious trauma before acknowledge that. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.